Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legend Series with Brett White, Part Two. Enjoy. I left school semi-illiterate. I've got no idea. I wouldn't have a clue what was. Yeah, you know, that's that's why I've got a, a you know, a, a, got a manager to do all that yeah. stuff. Like, it's tell me how much I'm gonna, you know, gonna make and. Um, how long I'm, I'm at the club, and, and that's about as far as the details go. And, and um, yeah, that, that that did hurt a lot. That you know, being accused of, you know, you're part of this, mm. um, you know, way of being over like a business type, you know, whatever money mm. thing. Like, you know, I, and even to this day, I wouldn't have a clue how much is in my bank account. Like, I, I, yeah, know, as long as and I, yeah, my wife looks after all that. And I, I say, as long as I can go and. Um, tap the card or go to the ATM and get money out. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, yeah, money's not a big thing to me. Um, yeah, it, it's, yeah, I, I was just a footballer. A change of club at the end of 2010, before we move on to your time at Canberra, something was building between Melbourne and Manly. You'd miss the now famous Battle of Brookvale in 2011. You missed it by a year. You would have loved it. Do you remember watching it? Oh yeah, it, it it was oh wow what what a what a part of rugby league history that unbelievable. is unbelievable. Um, yeah, for years that rivalry it, it was deep. It was it was one of the you know, deep seated um, emotion. You know, I talk about emotions in rugby league. Oh yeah, it, it was it was deep, and there was a hatred. And, um, yeah, and even yeah, I've got a couple of mates that now I catch up with that were on that manly side, and um, yeah. I, yeah, you know, thinking they're good blokes it hurts me even to this day. Like, yeah, now, now I go and have a beer. I still can't believe you're a good bloke. I, I yeah, used to, yeah the, the hatred that was there, and um, yeah, probably probably lucky I, I, I missed it. I might have. Yeah, who knows what? Yeah, could have ended up with. While we're on the tough stuff and the throwing of hands, you and Arnold's a bloke that didn't mind it. Is that a good reputation to have or not? Nah, nah, definitely not. It, um, yeah, like at the time, like I, I, yeah, I probably didn't touch on it earlier. I grew up around you know, a fair bit of violence, I guess, okay. as, a, as a kid. Um, in in terms of you know, like back around the eighties and nineties, you know, like old school sort of football and and hanging around as as a kid, sort of hanging yep. around out the front of out of 
in front of pubs, riding your push bike or whatever. It was violence was a was a just a normal thing, and it was yep. part of the the um, I guess the, the alpha male dominance type mm. thing that we we used to have. Um, and I I used to yeah that was I guess yeah how I sort of the pecking order in rugby league was was yeah my mindset was around that um, and how you gain that. And yeah. now I look back at, at yeah, it, it kills me when yeah, like my kids or friends of my kids, um, yeah, they go, oh, we watch you on YouTube, you know, do this and do that, and and um, I think about the the damage that it, it, it yeah, like the the one punch things that, that go on now, yeah, um, and and how scary it is. Like, like one of my biggest fears in life is is yeah, for for my kids that yeah, one is one is yeah. The, the dangers of drugs, but the second one is that you know having three boys is a, the dangers in if if one was punched. Um, mm. So it's no why I thought it at the time I was young as part of who I was and what I'd done. I, I certainly that whole whole mindset's changed big time now. Where um, yeah, the, the, I've almost got like a fear of uh, like punches being thrown and, and whatnot. And I think that's as a father, you sort of yeah you. You live your life through your kids, and and you want them, yeah. You you want to see them protected and safe, and um, so yeah. When I when I look at it that way, it's um, it's sort of certainly changed my mindset. I cannot tell you how many ex players have relayed similar stories in terms of their career now being a father, and the moment that your kids or the kids' friends see something on the internet and YouTube. And it's, I've been told, one of the most sobering moments that uh, really changes a bloke. You, you're almost remorseful, regretful, you get a bit confused and almost embarrassed by your actions. Yeah, I, I remember, I, I still remember the moment. Uh, I went to pick my daughter up from school and, and a few of her friends come over and and uh, I go, we, we, we just watch YouTube, we just watch, like... I think this isn't a cool thing, like kids. Like, yeah. Um, even as far as I've actually, you know, I, I now, um, well, the last sort of um, seven or eight years, I've, I've got myself right into um, jiu-jitsu, which yep. is, which is a, a wrestling, and, and I love it. And I think the big thing about that is being able to, um, you know, it's a, it's a the gentle art. It's being yes. able to you know, hold someone and, and stop someone or, or put them in a hold where – you don't actually have to hurt them. Mm. Um, there's no striking. There's no damage can be be done um, if you yeah you're in control. Um, and it just like I've got my kids into it, and I just think that you know like like I said, the the damage that can be done from a punch, um, you know, not only the punch but someone hitting the head, like yep. it just changes lives. It just it, 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 in that split second of rage um, that if we can you know, educate or or, or Help kids you know, use their anger um, to not punch, but to do something else. Um, as, as just, you know, I'd, I'd hate to think, yeah, you know, one of my kids were were punched and hurt. Mm. And just it, it's horrible, horrible thought, and that's why that that probably is, is, you know, like I said, changed my mindset. You said you love your jujitsu, and uh, on a personal level, you moved up to the Gold Coast from Canberra and. You've had to use your jiu-jitsu. Yeah, That's- unfortunately, uh, it did it, it come to come to use. So I, um, yeah, when I first moved up to the Gold Coast, so first four months, we we just thought we'd get um, somewhere temporary until we worked out where we wanted to live. And 
I landed myself in the middle of no other than surface paradise itself. And, uh, you know, for, like I said, a country boy, I, I spent 12 years in, in, in Canberra. And when I lived in Canberra, we, we just, I say, we, we lived outside of Canberra on a, on a 10 acre property. So, um, to go from 10 acre property outside of Canberra to the middle of the surface was, uh, was a massive shock. Yeah. For myself. Um, probably not well thought, thought about. Um, but, um, yeah, un- unfortunately, had an incident um, not long after I was up there. We we lived in a uh, it was an area that had a, a, a park across the road, and, and our our um, our bedroom was right at the front. And uh, one night, I was woken by um, a, a car doing a burnout actually, and flew out of bed and, and had a look. And a guy took off up the road. And anyway, I didn't think much of it. And about five minutes later, he came flying back down the the road and locked up the car again and jumped out and flew out of bed again had a look and um, he's walked across the, the park and, and started laying into I could only see a silhouette he started punching a the silhouette of a person and next minute I heard a, a girl scream Jesus. and um, it, it just it took me a bit by shock and and um, you know, run downstairs and um, yeah you know, by the time I got to him he was um, he was like I'm glad I got there because I don't think I don't I'm not sure she would have survived. He was he was it was vicious. Pertec has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertec. So I got there within a couple of, yeah, probably a minute or so, and, um, and he'd done a lot of damage already. Um, I, I was lucky. I just come in behind him, and um, yeah, I was able to put him in a in a hold and and hold him down. And um, and it, it's amazing people that are affected by um, by drugs. Uh, the I had to wait with him, holding him, pinning him down for eight minutes before the police turned up. Wow! And um, to go through the coast, the roller coaster ride with him um, was unbelievable. With the, the the drugs, in terms of you know the motions going. He, he got really high and aggressive and angry. Then he dropped right down to this asking for help and if I could help him and, and help him be get, get become better a better person and, and, and then it'd go back up again. And, and we were, it was a full on ro- roller coaster for eight minutes and it, it was amazing. Like, um, seemed like an hour. Yeah, it, it did. It did. And, um, yeah, to go through that. Unfortunate thing that sort of annoyed me. Well, it just get, irritates me a little bit. As as uh, when the police pulled up and got out of the car, uh, it was it was the middle of the night. It was dark. Uh, and as soon as they got out of stepped out of the car, they knew him by name. <laughs> That's shit. Yep. Um, 
He already had a, the, the girl had already had an AVO out on him. Um, wow. And, you know, this stuff, this is, you know, this – it's yeah. I know I've I've got a um, a best mate that, that's lost a sister to uh, domestic violence. Um, so it, it's quite close to home for, for myself. And um, yeah, this guy was out on the streets and, and doing this uh, was yeah. I, yeah, I, I didn't. I don't ever want to lose my career. You know, doing something, but it's hard not to you know, think. What you want to do to this this guy? That um, you know, these guys are out on our streets, and it and it isn't right. And um, it's you know, a worrying trend in twenty twenty three. Whether it's juvenile offenders, especially up here in southeast Queensland, or guys breaking bail uh, or breaking restrictions, as you said, the coppers knew his name, so he's obviously got quite the history. Yeah, as soon as they stepped out of the car, they named him straight away. They just said, "Oh, it's I won't, won't yeah. use his name," um, and I just I. Just blew me away that that um, that they just knew him like that, and then to find out what had gone on afterwards, and um, you know, a couple of detectives actually come down. Everything was on um, CCTV, CCTV uh, footage, and um, they come down. And they said, it, "You know, we're, she's really lucky that someone someone got there in time because um, how vicious it was. That they believe that he, yeah." It, it, wouldn't have been a great result. Have you ever heard from her? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I uh, kept in, in contact um, with her for a, for a while, and um, she's got her own own challenges. And um, yeah, I was really lucky. I had some um, some foundations that that um, are in the, the domestic violence space, and yeah. reach out, and uh, we were able to put her in in touch with some assistance and get some help for her, um, and, and look after and care for her, and uh, so that's been yeah that's that's a journey that you know, unfortunately too many too many girls yeah. are, uh, are going through and it's just something in our society that you know, it's it's not right and we've we've you know, um, we've got to come down hard on 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 these sort of things it's um, it's a massive issue but I, I guess you know, crime in itself and and where all that's going is a yeah a, a massive thing for the police you know, and, and their resources as well. Police aren't getting much help from the system, but that's probably a a discussion for uh, a, smarter people, smarter people than us, smarter than us mate, <laughs> and, and another podcast. Yeah. And I'm I'm actually hesitant to get back onto footy because you know, to be honest, and I think we both realise in our mature age that footy is nowhere near as important as what we've just spoken about. But it, it is a footy podcast. We're talking about your career. Um, why the move to Canberra? Was it simply squeezed out of the Melbourne system because of the the dollars? No, it was the best thing for Melbourne. It, um, <clears throat> yeah, the, obviously with this salary cap scandal, the the, the club had to offload. Of, I forget what it was. However many players or how, how many, you know, much money they had to you know, in, in player um, players contracts, they had to offload that and and. To their credit, um, they said that they wouldn't ask anyone to leave. Uh, but okay. if if you know, a player got a, an offer somewhere else, you'd be helping the club. And and at the time, I was, I was probably um, yeah, I'd, I'd certainly um, I was probably on the downhill slope, um, or, or the, you know, the, the second part of my my career, and probably slowing down a bit. And 
Um, I just saw at the time a couple of young forwards coming through um, that that I was going to be one of the, the the better ones for the club to move on. Um, wow! Yeah, and, and I got a I got a um, extended offer um, from Canberra. It was going back home. It was something I'd always you know I'd grown up as a, a, a Raiders um, fan, and, oh, that's and cool. so it was an opportunity to go back home and, and to, to be able to wear the, the mighty green machine. Um, jumper and, and be a part of that club. Hey, legends, we're getting close to 500 episodes. 500 episodes of Rugby League Gold that you can't or won't find anywhere else. The best thing about Unfiltered, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. You can listen to any episode at any time. It'll make sense. Time to download the entire library of legends. Yeah, so it was a it was a move that was hard. It was a you know I never thought I'd, I'd ever leave Melbourne. Yeah, um, I, I, I love the club. It gave me gave, gave me so much. Um, it was yeah, it was, it was a wonderful experience um, to be there. Canberra was in a really different spot. They were rebuilding after a really tough few years. It was also a different role for you. You'd gone from junior tear away to leader, senior player. Yeah, it was um, it, it was an interesting move. It was um, yeah. I look back at my whole time in Canberra and, and uh, from where it was when I first got there. Um, yeah, we we had some young rat bags and yeah. um, probably um, yeah struggled with our on the on field stuff um, and off field. And you know to, to watch the, the transformation of, of when I first got there to you know when I left the club last year has just been an amazing growth period down there in, in Canberra and uh, something I look back and just go wow like what the, the changes that happened down there and mm. the, the progress and the decisions that were made along the way and, and to to get it to where you know where the club is um, and where you know it's really where Ricky's got it to mm. is. Um, yeah, that's been a wonderful journey in itself to be uh, be along for that ride. Spoke to Ricky and he credits you with uh, a lot of the leadership values that are followed to this day down there from your time as a player into a 20s coach, into an assistant coach. Uh, he says your impact on the Raiders is significant, which is a, a lovely rap, but the place had to change, but it has. It certainly has. It's um, yeah. I, I, it's funny you go there as a as a player that you know, I was you know, part of the leadership group in Melbourne and and thought I could you know, have an impact on that. And it, mm. it, yeah, the first couple of years it just felt like I wasn't you know, getting any impact. And mm. it wasn't really until Ricky come in. And I remember when he come in and um, and he, he made a whole heap of changes. Um, one myself from a player into a coach, which yep. was I didn't like at the time, yeah. being being told to retire, but it was the right decision he made. And um, and then he started to talk about where he wanted the club to go and what he wanted it to look like. And it was a really clear, really clear picture he painted yep. um, of of where he wanted to take the club. And and when he asked me to uh, go into the coaching side of things, it, it it was an easy move because it was such a clear direction where he wanted mm. to take it. And um, 
yeah, like I said, just being able to be along on the on those on his coattails and and get dragged along with all that is is um, yeah, it's been been great. It's such a learning learning curve uh, for myself. You were coached by, and as you said, coached with Ricky Stewart. I don't know what could possibly prompt anyone to actually want to spend so much time with him. We love him. We love him so much that I ask most what their best Ricky story is, their go-to story. What's yours? Here's your chance to tell a Rick story without him butting in and uh, and and having his say. Oh, look, uh, in terms of Ricky, we see the the – do I say the the worst of Ricky or the best of Ricky? I yeah, think, a bit of both. I think we see that on TV. The um, yeah, all the the blow ups and the and um, shooting from the hip and and whatnot. So, uh, what we don't see is the the, the care and the, the yeah. passion. Um, and uh, yeah, he is truly when when you talk about a, a guy that would give the shirt off your back. Mm. That is that is him by far. Like he is. Yeah, in terms of everything he's done um, down there with his foundation and, and what he does for the local community, like it is something special. Um, so in terms of funny stories, it's not really – I haven't really got a, a story on him, but he's a sort of bloke that's a – he's a big prankster. Um, yeah. And he's a sort of bloke that uh, – for an old footballer that sometimes has back issues, I, I, I'd have – yeah. Back would slip and, and I'd get a sore back where I couldn't really move and you'd be out on the field and still having to do your job as a coach. And, yeah. um, right, and, and he'd be the one that would throw a ball at your knees uh, <laughs> you know, for you to react and try and bend down and catch the ball at your knees. And, and then when you, yeah, he'd, he'd be laughing and, and then next minute, he'd, you know, like you'd hear someone kick a ball behind you, you'd come running up, heads, 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 you know, trying to make you think it's going to hit your head <laughs> just to get a reaction. Just so you'd hurt your back, so you could have a laugh. Um, yeah, it, it was great. You know, we'd, we'd go away on on camps and um, yeah, preseason camps, and and he'd he'd always bring the the rubber snake. That was his that was his favourite. Yeah. The rubber snake in the in the esky and and ask blo- and ask players to um, yeah grab a grab a bottle of water out of the esky and uh, things like that. So he's the prankster side of him. Um, there's there's so many yeah, like I said, so many passion and, and shoot from the hip sort of things, but it's a, the care and um, the, the, yeah, the interpersonal side is, is mm. um, yeah, his true strength. He, he's certainly different from what uh, everyone does get to see on TV. A number of years, mate, as a 20s coach, an assistant coach with two clubs, is a head coaching position something you would like to aspire to uh, or are you happy not being the main guy? A uh, bit of both. A little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. It's, yeah. um, look, I, I'm not I'm, – I'm happy to, you know, if the opportunity comes up, I'd, I'd love that. I'd love nothing more to, okay. you know, I'd, I'd love to um, build something, be part of building something. Um, and that's whether I'm, I've got the opportunity to be at the, the front centre or, or whether I'm the, the, you know, the first follower in behind, um, yep. doing the stuff in behind the scenes, it's – for me, it's it's yeah. You know, I, I just want to I want to be a part of success, and I want to be a, a part of that um you know, that growth that 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 I've been yeah. You know, I was I was involved out at Melbourne, involved out at Canberra, mm. um and and to be honest, it it, it isn't about you know, me and where I am. It's just as long as I'm a I'm a part of it, and I'm yeah. You know, I just want to contribute to that. So 
Yeah, to answer your question, yeah, head coach is something. Um, but also it's it's not yeah, not my number one driver either. So um yeah, I, I just uh, yeah, to be honest, I love being in love being in the role I'm in I'm in now. If you look back over the footy journey, is there one thing you're most proud of and one thing you would desperately love to change? <laughs> oh yeah, what a great question. Um um, the first one, oh, um, the mateships, they're the, yeah. they're the, definitely, um, the, those, those experiences, so there's, there's nothing better than, you know, like, even, even doing, you know, the, the old pre-season hill runs and that, you know, the sense of achievement, yep. um, after it, you know, whether, you know, that's the same said for the, the you know, coming up against a team you, you can't beat and, and, and that it, that feeling of achievement with a group of players yeah. in the sheds afterwards, um, all those all those things that you know, rugby league gives us. In terms of change things, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't change a thing. 196 NRL games, eight state of origin, six test matches for two different countries, a reputation as an honest guy on and off the field who played it hard. Pleasure to call you a mate. Pleasure to catch up for a terrific chat. Brett White, you, sir, are a legend. Mate, as always, thanks for having me on. Um, mate, it's great to catch up and, and all the best with the podcast. You're doing a great job and uh, it's always a pleasure to listen to them. So thank you very much for everything you're doing. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns. 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced and if you like a laugh with your footy, this is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon. Legends 